and welcome to episode number 10 of the Gimme a Buck podcast. I am your host, Joel Graham. I got my co-star, Zach Wright, with me. And of course, another Bucks fan. This week, we got Rock. Let's get into it. Start. It's okay if I call you Rock, right? Rock is... Oh, yeah. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's no. my nickname, so Rock. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, so, Rock, where are you from? Milwaukee. From Milwaukee, from Wisconsin. Uh, grew up around Burleigh, um, yeah. Highland Burleigh, and then um, high school, Rufus King. So, you know, I read my uh, Blue and Gold, yeah. the brightest and the best, my generals. <laughs> Shout out think... to the class of 2010. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you first become a uh, Bucks fan? Uh, I would say when I was younger, I was a big fan of you know, everybody really liked the Ray Allen, but I liked the Glenn Robinson. It was Glenn Robinson. Oh, you like the big Glenn, dog. I like big dog, man. I, I, outside of Glenn, man, it was um, I think it was really the jersey number. I you know, I just thought it was I cool. Think. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then uh, I was also a really big Shaq fan too, Shaquille O'Neal. So uh, Lakers, okay, I mean, okay. It, it, but I didn't like the Lakers though. I just wanted to see Shaq dunk. Just wanted to see Shaq. The most yeah, dominant just player just, in, in just ever. slam on people. I feel you. I feel that was it. That's how just you feel that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and get into it. Now, this first question is inspired by Obi and G. I know you probably know Obi. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, from the What the Buck podcast, shout out to them. Um, so they inspired this first question. <laughs> now, they have me thinking. You know, and I'm like, maybe they're right. Maybe. But I want to hear what y'all say first. And then I'm going to go with, you know, my thoughts when I was hearing OB and G talk about it. Is it time to get rid of Chris Middleton? Rock, I'm starting with you on this one. What what you think? Is it time to get rid of him? My unbiased answer. I used to be a big time Middleton hater. And yeah. I come to my se- – I ain't going to say I come to my senses, but I do appreciate this game. Yeah. But my very unbiased answer right now, no. Okay. If you had the chance to trade them by the deadline, they should have been pulled the trigger. Sure. And I figure you have to think about who we, who we would have got in return for it. Yeah. And it wasn't a guy like Bill or Levine or someone who can really create their shot, I wouldn't pull the trigger for it. Okay. So I would have said no. I so, seen some good offers. I seen Bleacher Report posted at one, you know, with John Collins, uh, Rondo, and, and it was and Danilo. That would have been a nice little haul. That's one but, that OB and G talked about too. Man, okay, I, I see that one. I see that one. I, I don't know. So right man, now, I, you're saying I, nope. We good. We keep Chris Middleton. I'm gonna say this: the this the this is the final straw right here. You okay. roll it out one more year, and, you know, he had some momentum last year playoffs. We we laid the egg against Miami, but he was cooking. Yeah. You got to hope that he come with it again this year. If not, if he lays an egg, yeah. then you you got to start exploring options. You got to start exploring options. Mm-hmm. Zach, what do you so, – so, Rock, let me just get this straight. You're on the boat. We shouldn't get rid of Chris Middleton yet. Right now, no. Okay. Just, just rolling. 
Right. Zach, what do you think? Are we getting rid should we get rid of Chris Middleton? I think it all comes down to the playoffs this year. If he continues to kind of just take a back seat, comfortable taking that three spot and not really being aggressive offensively and just takes 10, 15 shots a game, putting up 15, even just 20 points a game. I don't think that's enough star power next to Giannis to really make a run through the playoffs. So if he's just content kind of doing that, but I think the big part of what you were saying, Rock, is you have to get in return something worth it. You're not just going to get rid of him just to get rid of him. Um, But I I think if there isn't a drastic change in the playoffs of his performance, I think following this year, if they don't win a finals or even get to the Eastern Conference finals, I think it's time to look for some trade trade options to get the best value for him in return. Yeah. I highly agree with that, especially when you sit. I highly agree. Man, sorry about that. Just someone just tried to call me in mid zone, but I highly agree with that. Especially when you said about Middleton, you know, dropping like just 15 points, not aggressive. Then I yeah. don't even die. So let me let me tell y'all. So Obi and G, they were talking. So I think it was Obi that was talking. And then he's like, Chris Middleton stands, right? Them Chris Middleton fans. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, they grown with us, like we're just attached to Chris Middleton. And then he and I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm attached to Chris Middleton like he was with us when we were bad. It's a loyalty thing. So he was, you know, now he's with us when we're good. Now, the thing that I think it was Obi that said it's been eight years that we had Chris Middleton. Eight years. That's a long time, man. Like and that's the point where I'm like. Eight seasons. Now he has been getting better. I like Chris Middleton, but I don't know. I think it's time. If we win a championship this year with him, don't get don't get rid of because we can win a championship with. Him. But after, I think it was Obi that said it's been eight years. I don't. I think it's time to part ways with Chris Middleton, man, unless we win a championship this year. So, Zach, I guess I'm more on your side right now. But eight years is a lot. He has been getting better. But, like, it's funny how you keep saying those eight years. I don't know if people know. I am a Raiders fan, an Oakland, Vegas Raiders fan. And I feel the exact same way about Derek Carr. Derek Carr's stands are the worst to me, and they want to hold on to mediocrity so much. Yep. Oh, look at the offense. Look at the numbers. Yep. What has that gotten us, man? Eight eight years of now, no playoffs. Now think about you this. You can correlate that with Middleton. Now th- exactly. Now, well, not no playoff part, but still the like. <laughs> come on, man. Right. We need now, we need you to take that next step. Now think about this. Chris Middleton, where he's at right now, 50, 40, 90, averaging 20, or he's flirting yeah. with, right? Can he really get any better than what he is now? Like, what's a better for Chris Middleton? Oh. Like, can you see him averaging 24, 25? I can. Six? I, I can. I, I, I mean, no, the man. guy got – he got the pay, man. He can score. I give him that. Listen, and one I thing like, I say about it, he's a smart scorer. Like when he got defenders that smaller on it, he taking them to the post. Yeah, I mean when, he can spot up has, shoot. When he has pull somebody up shoot, more athletic than him, though, like that is a concern. It's a concern because he's not really athletic. Can handle not the tightest get better? I, I I don't know if he can get better, man. I think we're seeing 
the <laughs> best Chris Middleton right now. I, I don't know if he gets better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I will say skill set wise, no. But if he becomes a little bit more aggressive, I think he'd be better in the sense of that. I feel like that's I feel like that's gonna be a big knock on him, and that's actually one of my knocks on him. I would like for him to keep him keep him around because I call him like the utility bill. He's, he's he can provide a lot of things. But I won't say he's the see, best at everything he provides, but you, you know he, he can do and being that aggressive though. I want like him to be more an aggressive scorer. I don't really want to see him do too much facilitating or try to facilitate because right. he can have some reckless turnovers. Uh, he could get picked a lot. His handle again is not the tightest. Yeah. So I'd rather for him to be just a score. Okay. Okay. Just so, focus on getting buckets. Yeah. So let that brings me to my next question. Um, and you know, Chris Middleton, he can be inconsistent. And but we got Drew Holiday too, that I think makes <laughs> it easier on Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. So who do we think is the Bucks? Number two best player, Zach. I'm gonna start with you on this one. Who's the Bucks' number two best player? I think the overall number two best player is Drew Holiday, just because what he can give you on the defensive end too. And we've talked about in weeks prior of how Kevin Durant and the, some of the top scorers in the NBA have said he's the best perimeter guard in the league. So I think that gives him the edge over Chris Middleton just because of what he can give you on the defensive end, but then at the same time still give you 15 to 20 points a game. So I think he does get the edge there a little bit, but I think Chris is probably, I mean, Giannis obviously averages more points per game, but I think Chris is the best scorer on the Bucks roster. Yes. Giannis is averaging like 30 a game, but Giannis is doing that all right at the rim. I think when you got defenses on you throwing schemes at you, I think Chris has to be your number one guy who can, kind of change up defenses by going out and get any bucket he, he wants. Okay. So I guess, I guess overall it's obviously Giannis one. I think Drew is the overall two and then puts Middleton at three. But I think what we were talking about, if Middleton takes that step, becomes more aggressive and maybe does get up to 22 to 24 points a game. Yeah. I think that would be taking that next step offensively, which could put him at the number two best player for the Bucks. Okay, so Zach, as of right now, you got Drew Holiday as the number two best player. Yep. Okay, Rock, what do you got? Who you got? Number two, hands down, Drew. Uh, he's the he's the our best defender, most versatile defender. Yeah. Um, he's a he's actually a really good facilitator. I wish he gets more get more opportunities with the ball in his hands to actually mm-hmm. be a point guard. Yep. Um, and also he can create a shot. Now, granted. I will say I'm not saying this is like a complete knock on Middleton because what Zach said, having Drew there is going to help a lot because now Middleton can focus on scoring. Middleton, in my opinion, in our team, mm-hmm. is the best, is the better scorer. I mean, he got the moves to score. Again, he could take you to the post, spot up, pull up. Yeah, yeah, he may not be the most athletic, but he, he get buckets. Yeah, and having Drew there. The set him up, saying with like Giannis to take a, a lot of pressure away from him. going back to sometimes take the ball out of Middleton hands and trying to have him be facilitator. Man, just yeah. focus on scoring. The ball is in his hands. 
it better be a one, two, three dribbles to score. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I think Drew being there helps Chris, you know. Um, so the number two best player on the – I agree with both Drew, that, that both of you said, Rock and Zach. I agree with Drew. But I think somebody that's averaging 20 points and flirting with 50, 40, 90 – I mean, that's the obvious answer. Like, Chris Mid- Chris Middleton is the second best player, man. I mean, I love Drew. Listen, I love Drew. Rock, I love him, man. But he man, averages man. 20 points, man. Drew only averages like 15. That's good. Drew, the new guy on the team, man. Yeah, he's the best <laughs> defender. But I think if Drew Holiday was more aggressive and took control of the offense more, I would put him in that two spot. I don't mind Drew as your third option, but I, I think Chris, with that. yeah, I think Chris Middleton is is that second. You can't. The man averages twenty points, man, and and Drew's at fifteen. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I, I, Chris Middleton is the second option. Um, so, Rock, let me ask you this: Is mm. Chris or Drew a good enough? Um, Second option, because we were interchanging them. You said Drew is the best second. Zach said Drew. I'm saying Chris Middleton. Do you think Drew or Chris is a good enough second option on a championship team? Honestly, yes. And you know what? And my thing is, you know, people can say all, you know, it's, I feel like it's easy for Bucks fans to criticize the Bucks, especially when you look at the moves like what Brooklyn are doing and Miami and such. And then you also look at the Bucks' um, struggles in the playoffs when, you know, with the Miami debacle and also the kind of claps against the Raptors. Yep. But I will say you throw LeBron James with this team, we're winning the championship. So my point is we're only going to go as far as Giannis takes us. I honestly believe this is a really good team. You throw Kevin Durant on this team, we're going to the championship. We may not win it, but we're going. So, Chris and Drew are really good players. Now it's time for your your star, your number one guy, to really show that he is with the elites of the elites. So you're saying that Giannis, this team, it all has to be on Giannis. At the end of the day, yes. Okay. Now, if the role players are falling short, now that's where you have your Chris and Drew mm-hmm. two and three. And I feel like they are good enough to step up when it matters. But at the end of the day, Giannis going to have to take us to the promised land. It's Giannis' squad. So let me ask you this. Is Giannis – do we trust Giannis to get us to that next level with this team here in the playoffs? Do you trust Giannis? Let me ask you. Rock, do you trust Giannis? To get I trust him. Okay. I, I got some people that's iffy. I know my dad, who I talk Bucks basketball with like every day. He say no. Yeah, he don't see it. But I, I think Giannis can do it. And one thing I noticed with Giannis' game this year is that he's he really improved with his passing and decision making in the post. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's still ducking on everybody's head and stuff, but. He's a lot, but he's a little bit more decisive where he's not putting himself in situations where he's getting walled off or or trapped, you know, anything where his life is difficult in the post. He's really operate down there a little bit more efficient. And I think that's going to help a lot in the playoffs where the game slow down. Yeah. So, 
yeah. that's gonna be big. I that feel like sense. I feel like he's start it's starting to click for him. Yeah, I, I had that same feeling not too long ago. Um so with like something just clicks in him and like after the all-star break, honestly, like Man. I mean, besides his last two Celtics games, um, I think that was fatigue, honestly, that let him yeah. last two games, man. He he he's he's been going hard, dude. I, I, yeah, he's, he's not Superman at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. He, he deserves a bad game or two yeah. or a few. Yeah, and that's what I said after the first Celtics game. Like, he deserved a, a bad game. I, I thought he was going to be better this uh, the second Celtics game. Hey. But, I mean, you can't be Superman all the time, like you were saying. So, uh, Rock, you're saying we will uh, – we got a good team right now. Um, mm-hmm. So – we still are. I think we got two spots open for the buyout market. Zach, who do you think we should get in the buyout market? Is there anybody you got your eye on? I think the only thing they obviously need to go after right now is a point guard. And I think the one I saw today, the best available, I think, is that um, Jeff Teague was just bought out. And yeah. I think that gives them a very solid veteran point guard, too, with some playoff experience. Um, and I know there's like Austin Rivers and a few other guys that are available, but I think Jeff Teague is going to fit with the team the most chemistry wise too. And there won't be really any risk there. Austin Rivers might have some problems kind of fitting with certain systems. And I feel like Jeff Teague kind of would be the best fit for the Bucks, and also give him that veteran leadership off the bench as well um, with Bobby Portis too. So I feel like Jeff Teague is the best available option for him right now. I'm not mad at the Jeff Teague. I like Jeff Teague. I like him better than Austin Rivers, which a lot of people are. Oh, my goodness. They really like this Austin Rivers, dude. I don't know what he's done his whole career, but we got, we got something in the future with that. Um, but, Rock, what do you think? Well, who is there anybody in the buyout market that you want to that you want to grab up? Definitely a, a backup point guard. We're desperately needing that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind Austin Rivers because I know that he oh, can provide buckets. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's okay. not my pick. Once I saw that Jeff Teague is available, I wouldn't mind going at the Teague. I just don't think Teague will come to us. So unless booted holes, okay. you know, remind him of that, hey, man, back in the Hawk days, you know, just, just come over. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't see Teague coming to Milwaukee. I mean, I don't think he even likes us. Anytime he plays against us, he kills. Yeah, that's true. So, I, I would like you, but I just – I think he might have his eyes elsewhere. But if he's smart, I mean, come on, T, come win this ring. So so you're going with Jeff T. That's your pick. Yeah. Oh, and you said two spots. Number, another one, I wouldn't mind going after Gorgie, Gorgie Jane. I do feel like we kind of need a backup big. Somebody told me about him. Yep. yep. I, I feel like we, we could use a backup big. I've seen people, you know, talk about – and I made me think about this, like, the way how we use our forwards and our big man, can Gorgie even crack the rotation? Yeah. But, but I mean, outside of Brook, we really don't have a center. Just a bunch of forwards, yeah. small ball lineups. Yeah. I mean, Gorgie's pretty mobile, and he's still big and, you know, good rim defender. I, I would say take a crack at him still. I think he can crack rotation. Okay, so you got Jeff Teague, but you don't think Jeff Teague is going to come over here. Um, and Les Bud reminds him of them Hawk days where they had that mm-hmm. 61 team. And you got uh, Gor- Gorgie. Gor- uh, mm-hmm. I, know, I can't pronounce his name. But, yeah, he is mobile, 
And somebody did tell me, I think it was Brandon that um, hit me on Twitter and said he would like him too. I think he's mobile. I think he's a good shot blocker, but mm, yeah, I'm a little. The <laughs> one name that y'all didn't say that I've been going hard on is Isaiah uh, Thomas. I knew it was coming. I'm trying to tell <laughs> y'all. Listen, anytime you can have a player that has been an MVP candidate, again, it was four years ago or however many, he put 40 on your favorite point guard. He did. Name any point guard that he's put buckets on. He averages 18 points a game for his career. And he's, you know, very small. You know, yeah, he, he got a little defensive problems. But at the same time, look who you want to go get. Austin Rivers. The man <laughs> almost averaged double digits once in his career or yeah. twice. It is, come on, man. What are we doing here? And, and then people say, oh, uh, I, Isaiah Thomas' defense is terrible, and he's been playing for 13 years, man. Mm -hmm. So you can hide him easy. He's small. You can hide him anywhere. Um, but You I, know what? That's a good point you mentioned with the, with the hiding. I think people are scared away because he's small in his defense. But yeah. with, you have him in the team with Brooke and Giannis floating around in the paint. Let's say he do – allow his man to get beat you know they they there to protect the thing that people uh that's a good point now the thing that people don't understand is we had dj augustine who's the same height and we got yeah. third in the and he was our backup point guard we're third in the east with him why that's not true. give him the same it's the same guard just a way better scoring option we hit dj augustine that's and we were third in the east so what are we doing here? Get IT to Milwaukee, man. Hey, you, exactly. you, hey, I, hey, you, you might have me on the bandwagon. Man, I'm telling you, the people you might have me. You might have me sold on it. Listen, you know? we gonna need scoring off the bench, man. We're That's not gonna true. need defense. We are gonna need scoring because people off the bench in the East. Who really scares you off the bench in the East? Where I like Austin Rivers need to lock somebody up. You know, like I don't know, Zach. You actually, um. I yeah, I was just gonna at your gym, right? Yeah, so I was just gonna say that too. I think another thing that scares the people away too is they say he's not the same since his injury, and he's not as explosive, which is how he gets a lot of his um, open space to create shots because he needs it since he's so short. But I was with him; it was a few months ago for a private workout here down in Phoenix, and I got to just witness it firsthand. It was just empty gym, his trainers, and then myself was in there to open it all up for him and. He's looking back to like he was back in the Celtics days. He's Ooh. explosive. He's quick. Telling you, bounce. Man. He's bouncy and man, he he doesn't miss a shot when he's in the gym by himself. If he misses one, he gets angry at himself, and then he just knocks down twenty in a row again. And it's just rapid fire, two hour quick workout, just dripping sweat. To me, he does not look like he has any uh any backlash from that injury. I think he's back to what he was almost in his MVP form. I, obviously, he's not going to come to the Bucks and drop 30 a game again, but I think I don't see a problem him coming in and giving you 15 points a game off the bench. And the thing that you need to understand, and this is why I would bet on him, he has something to prove. Yes. You get a man that has something to prove, and he already averages 18 a game. You know, He averaged 12 a game with a bad hip. He got a good hip now. What do you think he's going to average? 
Ooh, imagine <laughs> that series if we see Boston too. Exactly. With IT, Ooh, how they did hey, man, you might have to start up the how, campaign. Exactly man. how they did him. Come on, man. IT, what we doing here? Bucks, what we doing here, man? We hey. need we need him. Let's, um, let's, let's start the campaign up, man. Bring you bring you to Milwaukee. We need to. <laughs> um, but so right, let me ask you this: who's um you said what if we see the Celtics? Um now they got a lot of good guards over there, man. Yeah, man. You no, know, we probably gonna have to go through the Nets too. We probably, you know, they got really? good things over there. Was do you think trading Tory Craig was a bad move? Just uh, what we have to go through to get to the championship. I don't. I'm on the fence with this. I was. I would like to say yes, but only reason I'm gonna say no, it wasn't a bad move because he wasn't cracking a rotation. And I'm not saying this to a fault on Tory Craig. This yeah. is just the boot and hoser. You know, this is his lineups. These are his guys. Yeah. So if they come back to bite us, it's more so on Bud whether uh, than the I would say the organization. Sure. Because I mean, if I'm a GM or whatnot looking at this team. And I'm, you know, we we signed Tory Craig all season, but he's not playing. Right. I'm like, man, I don't want to just keep just sign money on the bench, you know. So yeah, if I can get something out of him, why not trade him? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's a good point. I mean, if he's not playing and he doesn't crack the rotation because of uh, Pat Connaughton, right? Then <laughs> um, yeah, what, what what we doing here, like? I know you say you wanted to say something about Pat. Oh, what you man. think about Pat, man? It's like the times where I want to be real on Pat, man, he is shutting me up, especially the game he dropped like 20. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like Pat pick and choose when he want to hoop, man. I don't know. I don't really like that. But the thing with Pat to me is that you put you send him to any other team that's like, Going for a championship, I don't see him cracking rotation. So why is he cracking hard? Yep. I mean, defensively, how many times are you gonna fall for a pump fake and, and jump out the arena to leave a wide open shooter? Shooter, you know, he had games where he get really streaky. You know, he he hit, he catch fire from three in games where you know he just broke. Yep. And then he's not really the best finisher in the paint when he do get there. He's not really a shot creator. He's really not that great of a passer. Nope. I mean, it's like, come on, man. Look, <laughs> at least Dante got other things he could do when he's, like, not hitting his yeah. shot. I think Pat – I think he's been okay overall, but I I don't – Pat can play. I, I think Pat can play, but sometimes he can't. And when we play like the Nets, I don't think he should be playing against them. No. He can play against the Wizards. I don't want to see Pat Connaughton guarding hard. That's not a thing no. that I want to see. Um, but, Zach, what do you think about um, the Craig move? Do you think trading uh, Tory Craig was a bad move? I agree 100% with what you were saying. It's If you're not going to play him, I think you got to get rid of him and get something back for it because there's no point of – waste of money on your bench. I think he should have been in the rotation and playing, but with what was happening in Milwaukee, I think it was the right move to get rid of him and try and get something in return. I think really all they got was cash back though, because yeah. 
he's on the Suns now and we didn't give up anything for him. So I'm happy with it. I'm a Suns fan. We have Tory Craig. He's yeah, having the best. Yeah. He's scoring. He is Damn. shooting his best. <laughs> he's shooting 50% from the field, 44 from the field, and he's averaging mm-hmm. the most points he's averaging his career right now. So I'm happy with it as a Suns fan. But mm-hmm. I think he should have cracked the rotation for Milwaukee. And if he was playing a solid 15 minutes a game, no, they should not have traded him. But since he wasn't playing, I think it was the right move to kind of just part ways. Yeah, and a lot of people I saw on Twitter when I was posting something about, oh, Torrey Craig scored. He played 20 minutes, scored 10 points, five rebounds, and however many assists, four assists, or something like that. They're like, oh, he was negative 11. What the people don't understand is that a lot of Torrey Craig's stats are not going to come from – it's not going to show up in the box – it's not going to show him locking up somebody or diving for that offensive mm-hmm. or diving for that offensive rebound, uh, playing great defense. That kind of stuff don't show up on the step. I think he's one of those intangible players that you need. Can you imagine Tony Allen? It, exactly. It, now his defense wasn't as good as Tony Allen's. No, that, you know, exactly. Exactly. Can you imagine having? Uh, Drew Holiday, Tory Craig, PJ, um, Dante, and Giannis. Like, what kind of where, where are you gonna go on that? Where you can't hide. Like, I think it was a bad move to trade him because I, if I was Horace or GM, I'd have been like, you got to play him, man. He was just guarding Kawhi and LeBron just seven months ago, and you playing Pat over him? Nah, I, I'd if I was Horace, I'd. Have, said something else, man. Um, I just said Craig had to play. Um, but I think it was a bad move because we're going to need more wing defenders, yeah. um, especially if we see the Nets, man. And what if we see the Heat? Come on, man. They, I ain't going to get started on the Heat. I'm still scared <laughs> of them. Um, so, Rock, let me ask you this question. Last shot. We got to go to the finals. I think we're going to play the Nets or Philly. Game seven, who do you want taking the last shot on the Bucks? Giannis. You want Giannis taking the last shot? I want shot. Giannis. Hey, man, you are you are the guy. You the guy. <laughs> and you know what? And he don't have to take the last shot. I want the ball in his hands. He could, he could okay. be a LeBron and pass it off to Chris or Drew to take it. But, okay. hey, the ball in your hand, this is what you built for, get it done. So you're comfortable with a Giannis mid-range jump shot for a win to get to the finals. I know people are going to look at me crazy and say, oh, crazy, get him out of here. But, yes, okay. hey, man, Giannis, I'm t- how many times people are going to keep telling you, oh, this, oh, he can't shoot or all they need to do is get a jump shot? But this is when you prove people wrong, man. This is when you start elevating the game. Yep. Yep. You, you can't be scared of these moments. It, it, the D's going to lock the paint on you. Take that elbow, Jay, man. That's going to elevate you to be the great. That's why we pay you $200 to go to the promised land. You know? This is why you back-to-back MVP. Trying to be three-time MVP. Larry Bird, man. You want to be in them greats, man, instead of look as a fluke. You got to take them shots. You got to be the man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of that, back-to-back MVP, where does he rank on your MVP list? 
I, mean, I need three. I need three of them. Who 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 we got on that MVP list? One. I'm a, I'm gonna stick with. Dude, I really want to put Embiid at one, but I'm sorry, man. I don't know. You can't. I, 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 yeah. One, I'm gonna go Jokic. I feel like this is Jokic year. Yeah. Right now, one Jokic, two Giannis, three. It's a slight. It's a. It's a, It's even between Embiid and Hart. Okay. O- okay. So you put Harden in there. Okay. I, I say Harden deserves to, in the, to be in the talks, but at the same time, when you teamed up with. Kyrie and KD, nah, man, you yeah. ain't you ain't the most valuable. <laughs> right. it, you you ruled out by default, man. Right. But at the same time, he is hooping, and the Nets are rolling, so he he deserved his name to be mentioned. Yeah. But so he's not been. So you know, you said Harden. Um, he has KD. He has Kyrie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. What about my guy Dame, man? Where where you where you rate Dame at? You know what? I haven't paid attention to Portland. Where is their record at? What's their record right now? Um, I think they six. 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 You yep. know what? If they okay. can crack top four in the West, put Dame might mess around to take win because Dame deserves a lot of consideration. It's just you know being out in Portland, man. Your name ain't gonna get tossed out there like that. And that's the thing. Everybody forgets about Dame because he's in a small market. Everybody, he's second in scoring. CJ, he's killing this year. Yeah, CJ was out for the last month, month and a half. Nurkic been out. Like all of his good players, his second, his, and he's still fifth, sixth in the East. What did you say, six, Zach? Six, but they're actually tied with the Nuggets, so they're tied fifth or sixth right now Woo! with the same record as the Nuggets. Okay. Who was your not? So you picked Jokic at one. Who has the yep. same record as Lillard in the in the rankings right now? Telling you, Dang. Dame Dame is doing his thing, but I I love Dame though. That's that's yeah. that's just the fan in me for Dame. Um, I, I you know what to consider though? It's a lot of players that's playing really good basketball right now because yeah. you might have to consider Chris Paul too. Just the turnaround with Phoenix, man. Yeah, Phoenix is looking dangerous. I will honest. I would not be surprised if Phoenix come out the West if LeBron or AD is still hurt. Yeah, Zach. I know you like that, man. I do. Phoenix, like you man. <laughs> Ooh, they look nasty. Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah, you got to say Chris Paul, but mm, it ain't enough over Dame and Jokic. I get that. Yeah, yeah. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. But uh, you gotta throw his name in there. You know, yeah, you gotta you gotta throw it in there. Uh you gotta put it in the pot and stir it up. You got yeah, to show uh, some love. Yeah. So Rock, do you think we should um fire Coach Bud? Yes. You think I'm hundred percent fired. Him, let him go. Like you talking about right now, or you talking uh, about like okay. after the results of this year? After the results, this this would be his hot seat year. I mean, we can't have another year in the playoffs where we lose out because lack of adjustments, you know, or just getting simply out coached. Yep. This is what three about three in a row. If it, it, it happened again, yep. I mean, I'm still not over the Toronto series, man. Yeah, that Philly one sucked, but that yeah. Toronto dude, we had him. I mean, the two the game we lost in double overtime. All right, whatever. But you was in position to really like take a commanding lead, and yeah. we really lost out because of your lack of 
adjustment. Adjustment. Yep. Yep. No. No I way they having Matt Thomas come in who never played no regular season games and just torches like this in the playoffs. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah, Nick Nurse had his foot on uh, Bud Neck that series. After we went up 2-0, he put his foot on his neck, created that wall, and we still ain't figured mm-hmm. that wall out. Um, so we, we did get a new acquisition. We got PJ. Um, so, Zach, I'm going to ask you, how do you think uh, PJ looks so far? I know it's only been a couple games, but what do you, what do you think? How does he look so far? Yeah, I still think it's a pretty small sample size. I think he's still kind of just trying to adjust to kind of the rotation, playing with the guys for the first time. He is struggling a little bit offensively, and I think that's what what will get fixed over time. Um, He'll start knocking down those corner threes. But I think what we were saying with Torrey Craig, I think P.J. Tucker is going to be kind of that answer defensively, and we've seen it with that small sample size in the first couple games. So I love the the pickup in that one of getting him. Um, So I think just from the first two games we're seeing, He'll start to figure it out offensively, but I think he's kind of the answer they needed on the defensive end. Yeah, and I like – that's a good point. And I like that it is a small sample size, like you were saying, Zach. But when he played the Celtics that first game, when he was locked – who did he lock up? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. He and I was clamped him. And I said, man, he – I didn't know Jalen Brown was arrested. He had the handcuffs on Jalen Brown, and I was like, wow. I didn't think he could move like that. I thought he was more of like a uh, he can guard, you know, fives and fours. I didn't know he can take the wings out like that, but he moved good. I saw him um, arrest um, Jay, uh, Jason Tatum a couple times, too. Mm-hmm. So add him in cuffs. And I was like, man, but uh, what do you think, Rock? You think uh, PJ looked good so far? Or what? Yeah, if I had to give him a letter grade, I'd give him a B minus. Yeah. The only reason I'm throwing the minus in there because it's very – it's a small sample size of what you yeah. get. And that's not his fault. I yeah. mean, he's, he's, he's getting worked in. And, but the small sample size, he looks good, man. He really haven't – you know, shooting-wise, haven't looked the best. But, yeah. hey, man, that will come. Yeah. Defensively, he's looking good, which is – it helps give us more defensive versatility. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we can go to the trades that happen. Um, I'm just going to go with the East, you know, because that's what's going to affect us. Mm-hmm. So we got Vucevic to the Bulls. Um, I don't know what that does. What do you think about that, Rock? Does that mean anything to you, Vucevic to the Bulls? Like, I mean, no. yeah. I mean, the Bulls, say- the Bulls, they're in what? They're in the. They're in the 10th spot right now. You're in the 10th spot. So, mm, does that mean anything to the Bucks at all? Um, I say no for us. Personally, no, it does not threaten us. But if I was a Chicago fan, I, I would love it. Yeah. Because seeing what you gave up to get Vucevic was, was kind of a fleece for real, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then now you got a, another all-star paired with Zach Levine, who's been Man, he's man. been nuclear this year. You've been the and ball. then you got a nice, you still got a nice young core around him with like Kobe White. You know, you still got Laurie Markin, who I feel is overrated, but hey, man, he's still solid. Yeah, I feel like it was a really good move for Chicago. You know, to start getting the ball rolling for their franchise. Besides that, no, it does not threaten the Bucks or yeah. me as a Bucks man at all. 
Zach, what do you think? Does that Vucevic to – I mean, they're still in the play-in right now, so, you know, mm-hmm. we might can play them in the first round or something if we get up higher seed. But does that worry you at all, Zach, the Bulls? Nah, probably not. I, not really, but I think it does put the Bulls in the playoffs. Um, I think just adding another all-star does make them kind of a threat because any given night, two all-stars, one of them's kind of going to go off. And it kind of – some similar teams in the league who have like a guard-center tandem is – I mean, the Nuggets have Jokic and Murray. You got Embiid with – who's their best player with then guards. And I think if – we haven't seen them play together, so I think that's a big factor is kind of how they work together. But I see the Hornets kind of dropping out now. Terry Rozier has been playing out of his mind, and mm-hmm. I don't think he can sustain that. And now LaMelo Ball is out for the year. So I do see them kind of dropping – and I think the Bulls now, I still don't know how the Knicks are a five seed in the East right now. So I do see them kind of falling out a little bit. I think the Bulls are better than them, which yeah. would then move. The Heat went from last week. We were talking they were the fourth ranked team. Now they're all the way down to eight again. But I think they'll jump up. But that could put the Bulls potentially playing the Bucks potentially in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to beat the Bucks, but we could see – a little bit harder of a first round, maybe get a game, maybe two, um, just to give them a little bit more of a challenging first round. But I don't see them too much of a threat. But I do see them as a playoff team now, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think it means nothing for the Bucks, but I am on. I'm on the wagon with you, Zach. About I think the I think they make it in. I, I think that's a big trade for them. Um, getting those two all stars, and I like Vooch. I, I think he. He's just good, man. He's one of those big bigs that can shoot and rebound. So I, I like that. So now the biggest one that I believe, Victor Oladipo to the <laughs> Man, for one, I was scared of the Heat before because of what they did in the, in the bubble. They put – they had us I, – I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah. Oladipo to the Heat. Zach – what do you feel about that? Is that a threat to us if we come across them? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they were they were they were a threat to the Bucks before they got him, and they somehow managed to get him without really getting rid of anything. I thought for sure I they were gonna make a move, and I thought for sure they were gonna either lose they were gonna make a big move and lose Tyler Hero or Drogic or Robinson, mm-hmm. one of those three, but they somehow managed to do it without losing really any of the rotational players. And then there's still talks that they might be adding Aldridge as well. So if they get that too, then they're even scarier. But I do think they are for sure threat in the East now. You know what? I agree with that. I'm I'm still scared of the Heat, man. Until we can beat them, I just think that they have our number because of that bubble. And I know the bubble, you know, it was a different atmosphere, but – the Heat, man, they just scare me. That I think that's the scariest team for me, uh, you know. Uh, but, Rock, what do you think? Oladipo to the Heat. Well, how, how does that – man, what, what's that do to us? If we come across them, is that a problem? Um, Yes, because, I mean, you don't – some people are going to say that you don't know which Oladipo you're going to get. Because, you know, you, you look at the overall landscape of things of how he's been performing this year. Yeah. He's been injured and also been kind of underwhelming. That's true. But he had games where he was 
heating up. So mm-hmm. it really depends on which Oladipo they're going to get. So it can really hurt them or really help them. Me personally, it does make the heat heat scarier. But what I feared from them, they don't have anymore, which was Jay Crowder and Derrick Jones. I feel like them two was a big uh-huh. part of last year of locking up Giannis with the wall scheme. They're long, yeah, really nasty-minded defenders and athletic. Yeah. The Heat kind of lost a bit of that size there in that lengthiness. Tyler Harrell and Duncan Robinson are not good defenders. They get they're gonna get abused. And now you don't really have too many wings to really hide them with. Yep. And I feel like that's the reason why the Heat are struggling this year. I mean, they offense is gonna come and go. When they hot, they hot. We know that we could that what they can do when they're shooting. Yeah. But they really had the size and length to really irritate teams, you know, yeah. to kind of help them out. I feel like they don't really have that. And just good. bam out of bio really ain't enough. And Jamie, you know, I think he, I think Father Time is catching up with him. Yeah, I, that's a good point with that Jay Crowder thing. Because um, I know he's out in Phoenix right now. Ball. Yeah, Jay Crowder. And he shot like, what, 50-something percent from three with us? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Maybe... I think Derrick Jones cooking with Portland now, where he's yeah. be, he's being pretty helpful with them. So I mean, yep, and he's those was two legit players they lost out on. He can jump, yeah, yeah. I definitely understand. I think you just convinced me. I'm a little bit less scared of the Heat because yeah, Jake Crowder yes. and Kelly Olynyk. I'm I don't oh, yeah another irritant. He's going out yeah, too. So. He's going out. So um, I, I'm a I'm less I'm less scared of the Heat. But I'm still scared of the heat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And that's it, fair. You know, we, we, we haunted by them because of what happened last year. Man, but, I still have nightmares, dude. Man. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much concludes the buck section of this. So now I'm going to open it up. I got two questions, actually. So first question, Rock, I'm going to start with you on this one. Um, out of the whole league, you, you're just starting a team. What player – out of the whole league, as it's currently right now, who would you start a team with? Mm. The first pick overall. Out of your whole draft is the whole NBA. Well, I will say this. Um, the wing is perhaps the ultimate or most prized, coveted piece in the league. So I'm definitely going wing. Part of me want to say LeBron James, but if I'm getting LeBron James now, I'm not going to take him now. I mean, still, LeBron is arguably second best all time. Right. But I will say Father Time is is catching up with LeBron. The biased version of me really want to say Giannis. Yes, Mm -hmm. he's more of a big, but he still kind of played that hybrid wing, you know. But... uh, Kevin Durant, man. It's not LeBron, and I got to go KD. <laughs> Sorry, Giannis, but I, I, got, I still got KD as number two in the league right now, even coming off the Achilles where he's doing is amazing, man. It's just He just haven't lost a beat. Giannis got to show me that he can provide a little bit more to his arsenal and moves offensively Yeah, 
for me to put him over KD. So because of that, I'm going KD as my number one pick. So you got KD as your number one mm-hmm. to start your to start your um team. Zach, who are you picking? So I went with a little bit different of approach from this though, because I was going kind of building the franchise around. So I was going a little bit younger guys. And mm-hmm. I'd still put Gian- Giannis kind of in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But because Giannis doesn't have a jumper, he kind of fell off a little bit for me because of how the NBA is evolving to you're kind of building around shooters and it kind of limits what you can have. Obviously, if you're building around Giannis, you can put shooters around him. But I do have Luca as the guy I would pick right now to build the team around and build your mm-hmm. future around. He's only in his, I believe, what is it, third or fourth year in the league, third year, and he's already averaging like 28, 8, and 8 or something like that. And he was having a slow start to the year, but he's all the way back up to, I believe, 36% from three. And he's taking tough, tough contested threes as well. So I'm taking Luca as he's already dominated the league for the last two years and he's only 20, 22 years old, 21 years old. Yeah. 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 Luca, he, 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 he nasty. I think I think Luca is is ridiculous. Um, so let me ask you this, Rock. We we had talked about Luca before. Do you think Luca will ever win an MVP? Mm, um, I would say he will win MVP because voters fatigue is going to kill Giannis. Okay, it's is you know I mean Giannis is going to always be in the conversation. He right. is very valuable. You take Giannis away from the Bucks. We're, we're probably going to be a seven or eight seeded team. Yeah. Same with Luca. You take him from the Mavs, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. So it's going to really be a battle between him and Giannis. And I think Luca's going to get it because it's going to be a point where they be like, all right, man, we're done giving it to Giannis. Luca probably be a little bit more exciting. You know, that, that appeal matters. Yeah. But. Yes, he will, he will get it in You're time. I don't see no one else besides Giannis that's going to compete with him for MVP. Sure, sure. Um, so, Zach, what did you say? I can't remember what you said. Do you Did you say Luca would win MVP one day? I think um, – I know we did this with Zion, too, and we were saying oh, kind yeah. of how all these guys were always going to be in this conversation together. Um, but I think Luca will win one. Kind of what he was saying is – you can't always have the same player win it every single year. Because um, I think it's a, it's a valid point. Because if you say, say Giannis has yet to win an MVP in his career, and he's putting up what he's doing right now, I think he's the front runner to win MVP right now with yeah. no conversation needed. But because he's won it the last two, now he's just having an average year for him. So now it's not MVP numbers per se. Um, but I would say, yes, Luca will win at least one in his career. Yeah. And I remember I was saying, like, I don't I just don't think he's going to win it because (laughs) if you look at the last listen, his numbers are ridiculous for him to be so young. And I think that the only way that he would get an MVP is like you were saying, Rock, voter fatigue. He's gotten it by default. But like if you look at the last couple MVPs, like. All of them are exciting to watch. Like watching Giannis take two steps and he's already at the rim from grabbing a defensive rebound. Like that's exciting to watch. Spinning, dunking, screaming, exciting. James Harden with the step back, like him just dropping people off offensively. It's fun to watch. Russell Westbrook, 
averaging a triple double, the most athletic point guard in NBA history. Well, hey. thing, the most athletic. I'm with you on that one. He's fun. It's fun to watch him play basketball. Luca, I'm not turning on the math. I've turned on the math game to, you know, to watch Luca, but he's not really exciting. He's 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 not quicker than anybody. He's not faster than anybody. But he gets to his spot and he does what he has to do, you know? And it's just not that exciting. And that's why I think he'll never win one. He's just not exciting, not as not as exciting to watch. Um honestly, that's the first I heard. Like I never hear people say Luca's not exciting. I you know, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. Luca magic, I mean, he'll do something as far as like put it behind somebody's back or something like that, but I mean, it, yeah, it's not really like, okay, he'll do that once every seven games. And it's like, with Giannis, he's dunking on you every every game, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook is going crazy every game. James Harden <laughs> is going crazy every game. But Luca's just like, yeah, I do what I can, and he gets his numbers. I'm not saying the kid's not good, but I just don't think he'll ever get that. Um, so let me ask you, let me ask you this. And I'm going to start with, um, uh, I'm going to start with rock on this one. Mm-hmm. So which KD big four is better. Now you say you start your team with KD. Mm-hmm. So which KD big four was better when he was with the warriors, Steph, Draymond, Clay, and KD, or we got Kyrie, mm-hmm. James Harden, Blake Griffin, and KD. Which team is better to you? On paper, I will say the Nets easily. But that Warriors unit is just such a, a cohesive unit. And it was just <laughs> beautiful basketball to watch, man. So, yes, it's the Warriors hands down. Yeah. And I think part of that is because it comes down to Steph Curry, man. He He's probably the most unselfish, dominant scorer, shooter, whatever ever like he don't know he, he, he can literally defer away from the ball and still be a threat and still just scorch you up because of his shooting ability yeah. and that helps like kd it helps anybody i feel like that's a big reason clay thompson is. i mean i'm i'm one of the few in the crowd that feel like it take clay thompson go to anywhere else he won't be as good but oh that's a big I, statement right hey man there. The, I the, that's thought all about good. it it's the reason why Steph Curry is back-to-back MVP. One of them, he was unanimous. I mean, Steph is the man. man <laughs> and I feel I like, just... you know, KD being with that, it just – it just he Steph makes everything work around. It. So, yeah, yeah, that, that Warriors team was just something special to watch. Even though this next team on paper, you got Harden, another MVP winner, uh, Kyrie, big shot maker who won the Cavs championship. You know, Blake, you've yeah. seen what old Blake do. On paper, that looks nasty, but nah, man, the Warriors. Yeah. Steph. I got to I'm going to have to revisit that clay on another team. Is he average? Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, okay. Hold on. I, I average a little too much. Okay. <laughs> he, he, will, he, he ain't going to be the clay dropping like what? Well, he Did dropped he like 72. The- not 72. Then he dropped like, uh, 37 like in the quarter. Yeah, 37 like, in the quarter. Yeah, 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 ye
Okay. Okay. Nah. We're gonna have to revisit that someday. Um <laughs> so Zach, who who do you got? Who's uh big four is uh better? Is it the Warriors with Steph, Dre, and Clay, or is it the Nets with Kyrie, Harden, and Blake? I got the Warriors. Yeah. I think I even saw this one the other day too, and it was taking that Warriors team versus this Nets team when every single one of the Nets players was in their prime. Not even versus like Blake Griffin of what he is today. And 99% of people were still taking that Warriors team over this Nets team if all players were in their prime. Because you look at it, you would take Steph over Kyrie. I'd take him over as just individually better point guard. Also, he's going to create more for your team. Mm-hmm. They took heart. They took heart. Everyone's taking Harden over Clay, which is valid, but I think Clay fit, fits with the team better. Yeah. You're taking War- Warriors Kevin Durant over Nets Kevin Durant. And then Draymond's a better defender than Griffin, but Griffin's the better all around basketball player in his prime when he was back with the Clippers doing what he was doing. But like you were saying, you still have to work as a co- cohesive unit. And I think the Nets are the best team in the NBA right now with what talent they have. Yeah. But matching it up with this team, obviously you can't put this team together right now because Kevin Durant is on both of them. But I think they would beat this current Nets team. Yeah, and I agree with both of you. Um, that Warriors team was just different, man. And and I think the thing that sets them apart is, yeah, they were a cohesive unit, Um but I think the Warriors bench when when they had KD over there, I think it was something special. I think it's better than the Nets bench. And that's why I give them that. That's why I think that they would they would beat KD's Nets. And um Clay is oh man. I, I Zach, what do you think about that? That that would mess me up, bro. That would mess me up, man. So Clay, what I mean, Zach, what do you think about that? Is Clay the same player if he's going some to some other team? That's definitely an interesting question. It depends on what team and that's true. Are you so Rock, are you saying if he's the number one option on a team or just on a different team in general, it could still be that two option scoring? I guess the number one option, but you know, even if he goes to another team, he got to have another player that takes, you know, that that demands attention or has, like, a gravity around him. So, if it's not Giannis or LeBron, there's really no other player, in my opinion, that Clay will just be teamed up with where he's clipping it off that ease. Yeah. Even with I, someone I, like Harden who demands gravity. But we've seen what happened with Harden and Chris Paul. I honestly don't think someone like Harden is the best team player. Yeah. So again, it's, if it ain't Giannis or LeBron, I mean, oh man, I, I just even don't see Clay really being the, that guy. Even though he averages the most assists in the league right now, James Harden, you don't think he's a team player? Man, it's not, <laughs> all right. So yes, assist the number, I, I get that. But if you look at how this dude getting the assist, he's literally just dancing around with the ball, making the pass at the last minute. I value those who move the ball around. Yeah. You know. I see what we're saying. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing with, like, Chris Paul, a guy like him. He gets everybody involved, which makes the the offense work more of a unit, and it also makes them more dangerous. We're hard. You're just going to sit there and watch him, and then if he's – 
you know, if he can't get to his spot, then he's going to throw it as a bailout and then the person's going to have to make the shot. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, so but Zach. I could be hating though. So that's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw that out there. So, Zach, he was saying play at the number one. How does that change your answer? I think he is a skilled enough scorer to be able to do it. Obviously, they're not going to be as dominant as him as a two with Steph as his leader and giving him more open shots. I think his shooting percentage will drop a little bit, but I think his usage rate is going to go up drastically. So I still think he can, his career high right now is 22 points in a season. I think he can bump that up to even 25 as a number one option, but I do think those shooting percentage will go slightly down because obviously he's going to have a lot more attention on him when he's the one option and, and the reason the shooting percentages will go down too is because he is a primarily catch and shoot guy. Um, he was cut over the last few years though, before the injury, he was starting to kind of evolve his game a lot more though and get that mid range mastered. And that was a lot more off the dribble. Um, so I do think because of him adding that to his game, I think early on he was just catching shoot threes. Um, but once he added that, I think that makes him able to be that one option. Um, because he can create his own shot. Um, so I don't think he would be an average player by any means, but I don't think he's going to be able to lead his team to his championship as the one option. Okay. Now, I've been thinking about this. I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this, man. And after you, you messed me up with that question because it's a great <laughs> question, you know. And for me, with Clay. Like you were saying, Zach, I, I think he's skilled enough to be a number one option. But at the same time, I don't because he doesn't put the ball on the floor. Not he's a enough. catch and shoot. Like you were saying, Rock, he's going to need a LeBron. He's going to need somebody to get him that ball for him to catch and shoot. I trust Clay catch and shoot over him putting the ball on the ground. I don't know. It depends on what team he goes to. But I said this about Steph Curry, too. I don't think Steph Curry was he's the greatest shooter I've ever saw in my life. But I don't think that Steph Curry can lead a team to the playoffs. Now, 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 listen, (laughs) now, listen, now, Steph Curry, you switch him with Dame Lillard. (laughs) You switch him with Dame Lillard. Are they in the fifth spot right now or six, but tied for the fifth spot? I don't think so. I don't, Steph shooting is ridiculous, but if he's off, what else does he have? Dame Lillard. And I'm not going to make this Steph versus Dame, but that's a great, like, already went there. I, I mean, <laughs> do, if Steph, let me ask y'all this question. If Steph, was on the Portland Trailblazers. No C.J. McCollum, no Nurkic, no Zach Collins. Are the are the uh, Portland Trailblazers in the fifth spot? Rock, what do you think? Yes or no? Mm. Steph Curry with without another superstar. Are they in the playoffs? Now keep in mind, right now, Steph Curry not with another superstar. They're in 10th spot. It's, I mean, 
uh, overall, man, that Portland team is better than the Warriors. Uh, That's true. But I, I will, so I will say, I will say, would they be in the fifth spot or would they be in the playoffs? Fifth spot. No, they will not be in the fifth spot. Okay. okay. They'd be in the playoffs, but not in the fifth spot. Okay, Zach, what do you think? You switch Dame and 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 uh, you put you put Steph Curry in Dame's role. No other superstar. Are they in the fifth spot? I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a very similar team. I think he can do what Dame's doing, and I think it looks worse on the Warriors right now from where they're at. But a lot of that is due to him also being injured. So he hasn't played every single game. He's missed the last week and a half with his tailbone injury. And they've lost basically every single game since then. So they've dropped this last week because when we were having this conversation before, they were basically up there with the same oh, record yeah. as the Blazers yeah. for most of the season. You're right. So I think their record is hurting them for when he's not playing because, as we're saying, Portland's team outside of Stephen Dame, Portland's better than what the Warriors are outside of those two. And without Steph on the floor, there's really no chance this Warriors – and Draymond's been out right now too. So without those two, this Warriors team – is not winning games, whereas the Blazers, without Lillard, I think has won a few games this year. Um, so I think the record is a little swayed for that reason. So I, I, and I do think Steph is can handle those situations, and if he has at least somewhat decent role players around him, he can lead them to a playoff. Yeah. So I think with that, with that Blazers roster, I think they would be in the same situation where they are now. I don't think they're better than the Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Lakers – or really Nuggets, so I guess that puts them at the six where they are now, but I still think they will be where they're at. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, Steph being injured. Then you got to talk about, you got to go another step, durability, you know? Yeah. So Steph has been, I don't know, man, the first couple of years, his ankle been a little, listen, I'm not slandering Steph. I think he's the greatest oh, no, shooter. No. I think he's the greatest shooter ever. Um but yeah, uh, that pre- that's pretty much it. Rock, you got any questions for us at all? Or mm, I don't, I don't really have any questions. But I got, I do got one point to make about the Steph and Dame thing. Yeah, it's I see why it's easier for people to easily rank Steph over Dame because you look at Steph's per- personal accolades, the two MVPs. One can't argue if Dame was in that situation to Steph he probably could have the same amount of success. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dane never really had the team or coaching that Steph had. I'm not a believer in, uh, oh, man, what's the coach out there from Portland? Because he used to coach Stop. the Bucks. Yeah, man. I, I feel like he's a bad coach. Yeah, and I feel like in due time, he's going to get fired. And then, <laughs> you know. But you, I, I am in – I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm on the fence, but I feel like, you know, the dudes are even, Steph and Dane. Yeah, yeah. They, they are really even. It's yeah. just Dane just, just you know, it's the bad part of playing with Portland, man. Sorry, but yeah, that small market is low-key killing them. Yeah. Because Dane, yeah. man, even his shooting statistically is historically great. And he has the most 30-point, um, the most, the most, uh, three pointers from 30 feet or above in the league right mm-hmm. now. He's been the most clutch. He only missed the playoffs what once or something yeah. in his whole nine, ten years. So I don't know. I think people people just leave Dame out. Uh, but Zach, yeah. I know you're a Steph fan, so uh, yep. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's a I, good I wanna, debate to have. Yeah, I want to add one thing though back to this Clay Thompson uh, debate here. I know, Rock, you were saying you didn't believe in him as like a one option, but it's yeah. interesting though because looking at other teams in the league, Clay Thompson's probably one of the best perimeter defenders in the league as well. And every team's every team's one option isn't their best defensive player. The only one I can really think of off the top of my head is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So it would be interesting if Clay takes that one spot, if he would evolve and almost turn into a Kawhi Leonard type of player. Because Kawhi's averaging around 24, 25 a game because he's the one option in getting those many shots of a game. But at the same time, guarding the other player's best player I'm the defensive end. Because if you look at the Bucks, we're talking about Drew Holiday's the best. I mean, Giannis is up there for defensive player of the year, but Drew Holiday's guarding the usually the best perimeter guard, or we're saying P.J. Tucker's now coming in to do that job. And just watching the Suns, Mikel Bridges, he's the one who guards the best player. It's not mm-hmm. Devin Booker. I feel like Clay Thompson, if he takes that one spot, he's still the one guarding the best player and the only person – and the league that is kind of similar to that, I feel like is like a Kawhi Leonard. Do you think he could evolve to be that type of player? Hmm. That's a great point. I think, and to, to add with that, oh, that's the main key. difference between the Kawhi and the Clay is the ability to shot create. And you mentioned, uh, Zach, that Clay was re- improving on that before he got hurt. So now it comes down could he really take that next level to a Kawhi-ish level of shot creating? Because I feel like people underrate Kawhi's shot creating ability. Even in college, during his um tournament run, he was creating the shot, man. He always had that in his bag. Yeah. I just feel like now that, you know, he drifted away from the Spurs, people actually get to see more of it. Yeah. But if Clay can get to that level like Kawhi, Hey man, you, hey, I, I will be. I will. This was something I would be proudly wrong. And do you think he can get to that level though? I would say no. No. Okay. Personally, I would say no. Zach, I think that's a great point. Um, I didn't think about that either. Uh, but yeah, I was going through. I'm looking at Kawhi is probably the only number one that I think guards the other team's number one. You know, um, I mean, maybe, maybe Giannis, you know, like if it's a big, like, yeah, like yeah. if it's like a KD or something, but <sighs> I might uh, have Kawhi to... rare, man. That's like uh, Jordan and Jordan, Jordan and uh, Kobe. Not too many dudes is like that. And you know, the crazy thing, Zach, I might roll with you on this one. I, I, I man, that's a good because when Kawhi was with the Spurs. Right. Kawhi was with the Spurs. He was playing really well, but we didn't see him evolve until he went to Toronto, until he went to the Clippers. So that. So that's what I'm saying, because the same thing. Yeah. Because his two best his two best scoring years were right before KD got there and he was dropping 22 a game. Yeah. The second option. And then even as the third option, he was still dropping. 20 to 21 points a game so if you bump him up to that one i don't see him not being able to add a few more to that because his usage rate is going to be so much higher and get up to that 25 a game which is what around what Kawhi is 27 was his career high but he's usually uh 25 26 sure that's that's a great point 
I think that's a great point. I think that's that's equal. Um, yeah, I think I'm. Hmm, that's a good point. But man, see Kawhi, I would say I never really sit. I would say Clay's development of his shot creating ability is starting to happen like more recent. Where Kawhi, I personally felt like he always had it, but right. never really had the chance to show it with right. the Spurs. Right. And also, unlike Kawhi, I mean, unlike Clay, Kawhi's also a stronger finisher in the paint. That does matter too. That's true. Now, now Clay has been improving on that again. It, it goes to. What Zach is saying about, you know, Clay really been improving with his shot creating abilities outside of just shooting off the dribble. Yeah. I just felt like I just don't think he can hit that level. But I don't know, man. Zach, you might you might have swayed me on this one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, uh, man. Yeah, I, I might have to take I might have to take back my statement on Clay, man. <laughs> Sorry, Clay, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> All right, Rock, we appreciate you for getting on, man. Um, man thanks for having me. Absolutely.